Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today I'm hanging out with Caitlin. Caitlin, say hello. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Good, good. Thank you for joining me. So Caitlin is the founder of Meraki Media Management, and she's going to tell us all about her trajectory in starting her own business, working with clients, helping them glow up their social media, essentially, right? <laughs> yes, I love it. So... um. I won't take any more time from you. Tell us about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, well, thank you again so much for having me. I can't wait to like share a little bit about our story, hopefully get into some awesome Instagram tips too. Yeah, so, all the tips. so excited to be here. Um, so I, I actually really didn't think I would ever be an entrepreneur when I first started out with all of this. Um, I went to school down south um, in Virginia at James Madison and I ended up graduating with my PR degree and a minor in writing. So I kind of had that marketing background, nothing crazy, you know, dipped my toes into a few campaigns, but nothing nuts. Mm -hmm. um, so once I graduated, I honestly just fell into a job. Like when we went to JMU, unfortunately they didn't have an entrepreneurship program when I went there. So that's kind of just what they teach you to do. You know, you go out and you job search and that's what everyone else was yeah, doing. And so. No one talks about how you graduate college for 90% of the time with book smarts and none of these like job hunting and like uh, claiming a job skills at all. Exactly. Like I'm like no resume, you know, starting from scratch, like at least some of them had helped us get our feet on the ground. But of course you have to like brush it up, you know, make it sound better based off the job. It was just huge, crazy navigation. So I ended up getting a job at a local nonprofit out here in the greater Philly area. Mm -hmm. And that's where I grew the Instagram following from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers within that month span. So it was just crazy. You know, I'm like, how do I even explain this to people, one, and also share that this is such a great impact that we've had on the nonprofit, because mm -hmm. that's really the mission, you know? Um, but I mean, when you got on the Instagram account, it was like blowing up every five seconds. It was so hard to manage. I was, you know, emotional, distraught. And before I had joined this whole nonprofit, I was actually interning for another entrepreneur mm -hmm. out here in my area. And she kind of taught me, you know, not every job is going to give you a to-do list or a how-to, you know, you just gotta come up with it and it's a little scary. You know, I'm, I'm like 22 years old. I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. Um, so being able to have that much growth early on right out the gate just felt like, you know, a miracle, honestly. Yeah. So that was kind of what got the idea brewing in my head for sure. Yeah. So how long did you do your um, job before you decided you wanted to take that step and what encouraged you to start your business? Yeah. Okay. So after I had this great growth, I'm like, wow, you know, if I don't take this leap of faith now, when am I going to, you know, how many miracles happen like this? And it felt like a miracle, even though it was a marketing tactic, it really was so significant. Um, I had decided, okay, it's time to quit my job. I call my boyfriend. I'm like, are you ready to quit your job? He's like, I guess. <laughs> Can I say no? And I was right. I'm like, let's just go to Europe. Like, let's just figure out what we want and what we want our life to look like. Because 
you know, working with this entrepreneur at such a young age, right outside of college, I saw this life that she was painting for herself, Mm. you know, and lifestyle. She was young, a young mom and wanted to be present with her daughter, just wanted the fluidity of life and not have to live on this like schedule of the nine to five. Mm -hmm. And it just really appealed to me. So we're over in Europe. I'm experimenting with all these traveling, food, fun, you know, just having the best time with Sean and I. And we're just basically building up like this is what we want our life to look like. Of course, it's not always going to be a vacation, but can we try and navigate, you know, traveling once a month or what do we want that to seem like? So that was a great entry into entrepreneurship. And luckily when I came back from Europe, after doing all this soul searching, I guess you could call it. I'm like experimenting. I know. I, why do I say experimenting? But it does feel like that because you're like, how far can I push myself out of my comfort zone until I'm like panicked, you know? Yeah, and also navigating foreign countries where you don't speak the language is like, it's really hard. It was so hard. That was one thing that I like. I love Ireland. So when we were there, it was so great because you don't have the language barrier. And I was like, we could come back here every month, you know? Yeah. It sounds great. Um, But yeah, just kind of daydreaming, you know, every day and not limiting ourselves to what our life could look like. So when I came came back from Europe with Sean, my, and he's my boyfriend, I think I mentioned that, but my mom is fantastic at word of mouth. She's like an Italian mom. So she's sharing all this growth that I had with the local nonprofit and her company ended up extending an offer to me to come work for their social media and just experiment a little bit more, see if I could grow their following in a tangible fashion and not just this one-time, you know, extreme growth. How could I do this on a daily basis? So that's what was great. I could use their account as a guinea pig. They had a great niche audience. I got to learn more about Instagram and I didn't have to go full force head in if I wasn't sure if I could make it work. So it gave me some time to test things out and see if this could become a reality for me. And luckily it was able to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said word of mouth is kind of like opened up this like next door for you. So I wanted to talk about how um, it almost your mom's ability to go out and kind of like humbly brag about her daughter, right? Because you know that parents are always doing it in a very lovingly way. (laughs) But how it allowed you to kind of um grow your client list, allow you to kind of step into your inner CEO, like, okay, I came back from this like YOLO trip over in Europe. And now I like have this gig lined up. So I wanted to ask you really like how it felt for you um, in terms of feeling more prepared. Cause I feel like it must've been a really good feeling to come home and be like, wow, like people want me to work for them. Yeah, it was exact. I was shocked, you know, like my mom's DMing me while we're in Ireland and she's like, when are you coming home? Like I have this exciting thing. Um, And I had no clue what I was walking into when I got in there. And the fact that they extended me an offer, I was honored, you know, and the relationships, I think this is the key part to starting a business, which I didn't totally realize off the bat until now, almost two years in that the relationships that you build with these clients early on, you can gain access to their entire network as well. Mm -hmm. So 
that's really what had expanded the business. I mean, it like jump started it because they had this company's been in business for a long time. So they have a small team, but they have a very big, you know, brand and also a great reputation. So with working with them, it actually just gave me more of their reputation, you know, kind of rubbed off on me and Meraki media. And then we were able to expand to even their network. And now we work with, you know, people that they work with and we've just expanded expanded every month it feels like more and more towards that niche target market and it also gave me an entry level into a niche before I even knew that that would be a thing thing, right before it was gonna go viral on Instagram like it's like every page you turn to is like talking about niching or like yeah and we're all for a second (laughs) right I wanted to ask you, what would you say, what would describe your work style at Meraki Media and what inspires you in your work? Yeah, so definitely what inspires me, especially through 2020, has just been able to help. We've been able to help so many people and so many business owners connect with their ideal client, but we also go deeper into helping them define their client, their mm-hmm. ideal client target market, and also that market research, which, which rhetoric's working, you know, and why is this message working versus this message? Why is this content working versus this content? Um, and that's been what's, what I really love is just analyzing the data, looking at everything with the clients, giving them feedback month to month, but also showing them tangible results that they're getting, you know, email lists growing, people attending their live events. I mean, we do a lot of different things, podcast bookings, but really just seeing their businesses grow through our services is just so fulfilling, you know, to be able to see someone that you truthfully believe in, because we really don't just like work with everybody. We work with people that fall into alignment with what we ideology so, you know, really think like. So these clients aren't always just all over the map. They have a very niche audience. They have the brand and we just help curate that a little bit more mm-hmm. for them. And I think that that's what they enjoy is really seeing everything come to life, you know, on mm-hmm. Instagram, being able to put a face to their name on a social platform that they probably just weren't comfortable on before. And we help them, you know, loosen up through that. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, have you run into any clients that possibly are like, okay, my ideal client is like anyone, like, I'll just take money. Like why? And have you had to like kind of talk them out of going into the avenue of like, no, you need to find your niche. You need to find your ideal client versus just anyone and kind of what that process has been like. Yeah, absolutely. So especially as being a new business owner, we work up with startups, you know, we work up with solopreneurs, mompreneurs, all of the young um, entrepreneurs, because I'm a young entrepreneur. So that's Mm -hmm. That's attracting. Yeah, that's who like gravitates towards me, which I love. And the ideal client comes up very frequently. And through a lot of our processes, they actually have to define their ideal client through a hashtag or through a location or find some type of similarity or hobby that feels in alignment for them to find the client, you know, because the platform is so large, there's like whatever, a billion people on the platform. So if we're able to just identify this one piece of their personality that falls in alignment with what you do and your authenticness 
and it feels okay to maybe comment on a photo or reach out via DM, that's when it works, you know? So we have to kind of coax that out of them. What are their past clients that they've worked with? If they haven't worked with people, who do they want to work with? And then another business coach of mine, she actually shared this on her podcast and she was talking about how your ideal client's a past version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I share that all the time. I just love that piece of advice because I think we get so caught in our own way, you know, like, what is my client? I have no clue. Like, is it my dog? That's who yeah. loves me the most. <laughs> I <Right. practice>. <laughs> create this generic person because it's just too much time. Um, and this allows them to just look internally and ask themselves, who do I want to work with? you know, and where do I see this business going? And of course that changes all the time. You know, our ideal client is always changing depending on where the business is moving and what services we're offering. But I think just being adaptable comes with this line of work. Yes. I love the part about that you mentioned that the client is probably a past version of yourself because when I was um, rebranding my podcast and all these things. I was not necessarily a client because I hadn't even dreamt up of um, trying to take a business avenue with my podcast brand, but more so who is, who do I want to listen? And I like created this like long bulleted list. And I was like, and I named her like Lisa or something. And I was like, I think Lisa's me. Like, <laughs> Like even like the crappy stuff is like, you know, feels like underpaid, undervalued, like overworked, like all these, like I'm using air quotes here, but like pretty shitty things, right? Like that you don't want to like identify with, but I was like, I think Lisa's me. So I love that because it's like so factual, like it's spot on. Like you have to show up as, um, the person you once were and like get back in those crappy boots and be like, all right walk this path. Like, let me help you know. Cause now I've been there. So I love that. I love that, I love that too. That's I fun. loved your metaphor too. That was perfect. Putting on the boots because yeah, it's because really... now that they're in the closet, they're gone. you've moved on, but like, you gotta, it's all a, a mental, mental rework. Um, but I loved your post on Instagram earlier this week about some hot trends for 2021. Like, can you believe January's already wrapping up? Oh my gosh. So I loved the trends you kind of had forecasted there. So I wanted you to share them with the listeners. Of yeah. What is going to be, you know, the, the hot stuff for content creators? Absolutely. Yeah. So today we actually just put out the first post and it's all about mental health. As we know, self-care is a huge trend that was tailoring through 2020, right? Yeah. So I think self-care and mental wellness is just so important for business owners, especially because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes what we're doing in an hour, most people, it would take them at a regular nine to five all day. And yeah. I think that's really hard to remember, you know, mm -hmm. like when you're in the thick of it, you feel like you should just move on to the next thing. Um, and I'm a huge advocate for slowing down really getting in tune with myself, figuring out what my next steps are and not just making um, decisions off the cuff because that can, of course, have a negative you know, connotation. But another great 2021 trend, which I also love because I am a small business owner, is supporting small business. So 
And I don't see this trend going anywhere at all. I think that it's huge. I think it's a great movement for us as small businesses to also support one another. So, you know, some of the things we try to do around here, at least in the greater Philly area, a lot of the restaurants are closed. We try to eat out when we can or order out, take in um, and support them. But I love this trend because it really is true. If you don't support your other small businesses, how can you expect other small businesses to support you? And it's like, we're all in this together. You know, if we're all successful, then we're all successful together. That's the way I try to think about it. Yeah. Um, and then the last trend that we talked about was really just being authentic and showing up with video content because mm. we know that is the next best thing in 2021 and also 2020 with TikTok and all these huge, you know, algorithm shifts and different social media platforms coming about. Yeah, um, for real. Yeah, like short-term video will be it. And I think the authenticity, but also the humor that you're able to incorporate in your brand. If you have a humorous brand, I'm playing around with some of these humorous reels and it's actually really fun. Like I always feel like it's going to take me a long time and it only takes me 15 minutes to put them together. Um, and I've just really tried to be more authentic and just less criticize myself over the content more and more, which I'm hoping is also a 2021 trend. The overanalyzing of every little thing that we're doing, you know, we can't do that to ourselves anymore. We just have to put it out there and see how it goes. Yeah, I, those are great, first off. Second off, I was on, are you on Clubhouse yet? I did. I got on. Yeah. Oh yeah. We spoke about this when we connected, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. I was on Clubhouse and I was on this TikTok room and I'm literally getting advice from like people who have like a million followers on TikTok and like giving free advice. And I'm just like, wow, like short term video, like you mentioned, like is king, like it's king right now. And then transferring from TikTok over to Reels. And the IGTV still like IGTVs, I think are about like two minutes max or something like, or they're shorter, but it's just the ability to keep people's attention, um, in that video format is, I find it very fascinating and I want to be a part of it, but it's the commitment part for me. Um, so I too was playing around with a couple of reels this weekend, um, because I looked human mostly, but <laughs> I know today was like definitely a filming day. That's why I was like, I should have got bills in, but I didn't. Like I should probably brush my hair. Like, but yeah, TikTok and like all these short-term videos are really, really like skyrocketing. So I definitely encourage everyone to cut a piece of that cake. Um, yeah. Me and Kayla are on the same page about that. But I wanted to ask you on the other end of Instagram presence, kind of like curating giveaways. And if you had any tips on running a successful giveaway, because I talk to a lot of small businesses around in Boston and I've participated in so many kind of like giveaway pods where a couple of small businesses will get together and, you know, everyone will put in one item, super fun. But I feel like my personal experience has been if everyone's not putting in the work to yeah. spread the word, like it's not going to travel as far, but I wanted to get your insight on how to run a successful giveaway. That's exactly what I would say. You hit the nail on the head because even like with, you know, giveaways that we could run on our page, just because Instagram is a mostly a B2C platform, even though we sell B2B on the platform every day, 
the mass amount of audiences on there are consumers. Mm-hmm. So like we had a much different giveaway outcome than our last giveaway where we grew so rapidly because yeah. that was great to consumer. So mm-hmm. that's what I would think about with your giveaways is who's the audience and are you spreading the word early enough? Mm-hmm. Um, with our first giveaway, we were talking about it for, you know, three months before we launched the giveaway. So we were sending out videos, contacting the ideal clients, warming them, letting them know when we would launch the campaign um, so they could add it to their calendar, like literally Mm -hmm. that intense, Um, but they did it. And then it ended up really taking off. And the other piece to a giveaway, which I see happening a lot more, is always getting extra entries through tagging in the story. Because what I found with our giveaway was we actually didn't even have really a static post that anyone had to comment on. They just had Mm. to post to their story and tag us and follow us. Mm. And that worked really well because they didn't have to do the extra mile, you know, of some Mm -hmm. other thing. So that's normally what I find is when it's really short, whatever they have to do to like enter. And then if you're spreading the word, you know, three months ahead of time and taking that time 10 minutes a day to warm that audience you're gonna have a really great outcome when you launch because they're ready for it you know they, they're waiting on the edge of their seat and that's kind of what we want yeah the word for me the trigger word was short because i find that if the instructions are so long and tedious like the attention span a and the commitment is completely lost yeah i see some people like there's five steps and then i have to share to my story and then i have to like go to the link in your bio like girlfriend, now that's too much work. Like that's too much work. And people don't like to read. They'll literally like the picture and keep it moving. And it's like, no, you're like, please just participate. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Like another part about approaching a giveaway, which may be great for your listeners as well, is when they see these giveaways online, what's making them lean in and what's making them lean out. Exactly like what you said, it's too long. There's too much to do. So never make your giveaway too long. You know, like we have the answers just by knowing our reaction as the consumer, but it's so hard to realize that until we like, you know, write it down in the moment as we're like on our personal Instagram. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you for those awesome tips. Those were killer. Like I realized like how challenging a giveaway can really be when really you could just get straight to the point and keep it simple. I agree. I'm all about the simple. Like I love that stuff. Cause it's also like, that's what I would do. You know, that's when I would participate. So yes, I wanted to navigate over to give you the floor to share us with us a glow tip you have. Yeah. Yay. Okay, cool. So I think my glow tip for today is going to be about not attaching your success to the Instagram algorithm because Mm. yeah, so many young small business owners or even just young human beings, if you're listening to this, your success is not attached to this platform at all. The only thing Mm -hmm. that matters is if you're converting and making money off of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And even then there's always other ways to make money. So don't stress too much. I feel like 
when we get into this Instagram empire, people can get really worried and concerned and then they become obsessive over it because that's just what we do as human beings. It's something we're working towards. It's a great goal. Um, but really just reminding yourself that all that matters at the end of the day is how many clients you have and the cash that's coming in. And just you know, detaching some of that ego really helps me every day when I get on and I just remind myself why I'm here. I'm here to be of service and then it's time for me to get off. Mm -hmm. I love that. That was, that was really great because oftentimes I feel like oftentimes we get on the platform and you know, there are all these kind of coined, um, badges of honor. So like the blue check, the, the swipe up, the, you know, getting a K next to your name or next to the amount of followers. So like all these things, like I know, like I had a friend hit 10 K before me way before me. And I'm like, oh, dang it. But then I'm like, we're completely different. We're navigating different waters right now. Like whatever she's offering is like, none of my business. And it's just like, that's not what I'm, I'm looking to do right now. So, and then I was like, what am I, if I even got the swipe up, like, what the heck am I going to do with it? Like I have nothing, I don't have any offers available right now. So like taking a step back and just knowing that like what someone, it goes back to the, like, don't worry about someone else's grass, worry about your grass. I love that. Like Which that goes back to converting, like worry about the money in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. I love that. That was so perfectly said. Um, I could not agree more. It's so true, you know? Yeah, because it's like, it's vanity, vanity metrics. That's something else I learned on Clubhouse. <laughs> yes. Vanity metrics, like all these metrics that we think we need, like one step at a time. We will get there one day one step at a time but to wrap up i want to ask you what is your glow accessory something you can't be without you always have it with you okay i love this um i'm gonna have to say my normally like some shade of lipstick like right Mm -hmm. now you can't really tell but i do have on a little lipstick and that helps me for my videos so Mm -hmm. i normally try to keep one in my work bag and even if Mm -hmm. i'm like I just can't put on the eyeliner today and deal with the foundation. I'll just put on a little lipstick and that's great, you know, good to go. (laughs) Yes, I love that. But Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me. I want to give you the opportunity to share with the listeners where they can find you online, if they want to hit you up, they want to learn more about you. And also, what is one thing, you know, you're looking forward to and building with Meraki Media this year? Thank you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So all the listeners, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. Um, We're always on there posting free tips. So any questions you have specifically about your account, reach out to me. I'm always getting back to everybody. I just got my podcast mic in yesterday and I just recorded our first podcast. We haven't launched yet. I'm sure once this comes out, we may be um, launching by then, hopefully. But I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. What's your podcast going to call be called? It's called The End in Mind. So mm. yeah, like a little bit of manifestation, like kind of, you know, limiting beliefs and how to navigate them. Because when I first dealt with the growth of the 18K to 500K, I mean, limiting beliefs out the wazoo came up. It was so hard. So I want to talk more about that and just try and support other entrepreneurs and share some of their stories as well. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Yay. So everyone be on the lookout for Caitlin's podcast, for all her great work this year. And thank you so much for listening.
Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect Podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up